What's going on, Celtics fan? Welcome back to the Celtics Huddle Podcast, your number one source for Celtics news. Uh, just a quick reminder, if you want to get in touch with me, socials are CelticsHuddle33, all of my socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And also, if you want to get in on the discussion, send me ideas, argue with me, um, whatever, um, you can reach me at CelticsHuddle33 at gmail.com. All right, so first, we got some very interesting topics today, a couple fun ones and a couple pretty serious ones. First off, we're going to start with a new addition to the team. Um, The Celtics have acquired Juancho Hernan Gomez in exchange for Carson Edwards, Chris Dunn, and a swap of the 2026 second round picks. Now, I think this is a very interesting deal that Brad did. Um, I think he traded a position that we were loaded in, um, you know, obviously point guard with uh, Carson and Chris Dunn. They probably weren't really going to get any minutes, to be honest. Um, maybe Chris Dunn a little bit, but, you know, it's we have Pritchard, Schroeder, uh, Marcus Smart. So it wasn't really a position of need. And we go out and get a stretch big um, Juancho Hernan Gomez, somebody that I think will actually make a pretty decent impact in the rotation. Like, you know, obviously he can shoot it. He, he's a he's a big stretch guy, which which we've needed. And and this offseason, Brad kind of goes out and gets two with uh, Al Horford can step out and hit, you know, shots a little bit as well. So I think that definitely is going to improve the team because it seems like that was a position we were really lacking last year. Because, you know, I mean, we had Tristan Thompson, can't really shoot it. Uh, Rob, not really known for his uh, shooting ability. Maybe he hits a free throw line jump shot, but, you know, not really a guy that's going to really stretch the floor for you for us. So this year, you know, I think our team, it'll, it'll create a lot more driving lanes for us being able to have these guys that can step out and uh, hit some shots and, and be a threat to hit some shots. So I'm really impressed with that deal. You know, Chris Dunn is a solid defender. Um, I do kind of hate to see the defense leave, but we have a lot of guys that can defend now, you know, Smart, Schroeder, Richardson. Hey, Pritchard's not a bad defender. So we got some guys that can guard the ball. And then obviously, you know, Brown and Tatum. So I'm not that worried with with losing Dunn. I'm really impressed though with being able to get Hernan Gomez. And I hope that he can relish in a bench stretch big role for us, um, especially situationally. I know there's probably going to be nights where he doesn't see the floor because he's a little bit of a liability on defense. So with certain matchups, he probably won't see the floor. But I think it's going to be one of those things where when he does get out there, you're going to be able to tell an impact and he's going to be able to stretch the floor, like I said. So I am really impressed with that move. Brad Stevens, I went into the offseason thinking, you know, I don't know how he's how he's doing. It was it was kind of worrying me at first, but as the offseason has gone on, he has really just like I've seen people say he's hit singles, you know. He's you know hasn't hit the home run ball, but he has you know he's made a lot of solid moves that I think are really going to help the team and I think he knows what the weaknesses of the team last year were, obviously because he was a coach, you know, defense being one of them. We were one of the worst defensive teams in the league last year, and and that that's not been our identity. So he goes out and gets Richardson, you know, Schroeder, a lot of guys that can defend and are very versatile defenders. And so we don't have to rely so much on Tatum and Brown being our key defensive guys. They can worry about, you know, more being our offensive load and their defense will just be a plus, not the end all be all. So I I honestly think, um, I think this team, the way that he's constructed it right now is looking good. All right, so next, um, 
we're going to go over some of these power rankings that I have seen coming out. We got ESPN here, power rankings from August 23rd, 2020. So about a month ago. This is like right after the offseason. So we're going to see what they have here. Um, so they got the Nets at one, Bucks at two, Lakers three, Suns four, Jazz five, Sixers six, Nuggets seven, Heat eight, Hawks nine, 10, Clippers, Mavericks at 11, Warriors at 12, and then our beloved Boston Celtics coming in at 13, Knicks 14, Blazers 15, uh, Grizzlies 16, Hornets 17, Pacers 18, Bulls at 19, Raptors at 20. We'll just do the top 20. So, you know, obviously we're going to go ahead and talk about, you know, the Celtics are ranked uh, 13. We're going we're gonna to see um, what we think about that. I mean, you know, I guess the only gripe I could have on this See, I'm debating because, you know, we've got, you got the Mavericks in front of us. I mean, Luka does make an impact, but do they really even have a full team right now? Isn't it just Luka and everybody else? Like how well, how much can he carry that team? I guess it's, I guess it's fine because Luka is could be an MVP candidate, you know, this year. I mean, he could, he could very well win the MVP. So I can't really be too mad. Um, the teams that I've seen ranked over the Celtics that I've disagreed with was like if you had the Bulls or the Knicks over us I, I don't see those teams being better um but you know the Warriors with Clay coming back and all those young guys they got they could very well be a top three seed in the West so I can't really argue about that and then you know I mean Clippers without Kawhi I mean I don't know it, it depends I mean if Paul George is gonna play like how he did in some of those playoff games sure but is he gonna be able to carry that team for basically a whole season because Kawhi's gonna be out till probably at least the spring and, you know, so, uh, you know, I guess in the long run, if they make it in the playoffs and Kawhi comes back, they'll be, could be a better team. But if they, we're going off regular season here, I don't see how the Clippers could be ahead of us there. I mean, it's, it's Paul George and what Reggie Jackson, um, Nicholas Batum, but I, I just don't see without Kawhi that granted he doesn't play that many games in the regular season anyway, but still, you know, he, he's a top 10 player. So not having him has got to move him back some. But, you know, I guess I really can't be too mad at that list. Now we're going to do one more here on NBA.com. Now, NBA.com, <laughs> we'll see here. All right, so we're going to look at the Eastern Conference rankings here on NBA.com. So we're just going to do the Eastern Conference. We're going to see how we stack up here, what seed they're going to have us in. So obviously, you know, this might be a surprise to all of you, but uh, <laughs> Nets at one in the Eastern Conference. Not really a shocker there. Bucks at two. Hawks at three, which is kind of surprising to me, honestly. But you know, they they kept all their guys really. You know, I mean, you can't. They were they were you know Eastern Conference Finals team last year, and they kept all their guys. So I guess you really can't put them any lower than maybe three or four. Four, they got the Sixers. Um, I think this still depends on what goes on with Ben Simmons. Like, where what are they getting for him? Because you know, if they get someone you know pretty good for him, or they get some good pieces, um, you know. That's, that's probably fair for four, maybe maybe even third seed. But um, we'll see, you know, we'll see how that goes. We got the Heat at five. I mean, I guess when you when you add in Kyle Lowry, Tucker, and I think they also got Markeith Morris. I mean, they lost some pieces, though. They lose, you know, Kendrick Nunn, Goran Dragic. So, I mean, you know, I think that's a team we could be better than, honestly. But they're still going to be a very solid team, and I think we're going to be right there with them. Six, <laughs> the New York Knicks come in at six. Um I mean, they add Kemba and Fournier. They lose Reggie Bullock, Alfred Payton. I mean, 
I, I'm, I'm just going to come out and say it already. I disagree with this. I don't think that they're going to be a better team than us. Kemba, he'll be lucky to probably play half the season, I would say, I mean, with the way his knees are. And then, you know, Fournier, he's a solid piece. But, you know, does he move the needle for that team? I, I don't know. Now, seven, Boston Celtics, we come up. So, yeah, you know, key additions. We got Schroeder, Richardson, uh, Al Horford, Ennis Cantor, and we lose Kemba, Fournier, and Tristan Thompson. I mean, I just don't see how the Knicks are ahead of us here. Um, I'd be, even if we put us under the heat and we put us at six, I can't really argue with that right now because, you know, we were seven seed last year, but I don't understand how you can put the Knicks over us before the season, but, you know, it's okay. And then coming in at eight, we have the Chicago Bulls, which I think is going to be a very good team. Um, you know, obviously adding Lonzo, DeMar, and Alex Caruso. They really only lost, I mean, Thaddeus Young and Sadoransky. You're only guys that really played. I, they lost Garrett Temple too, but, you know, I think I think the Bulls are going to be a team that we got to watch out for. Um, they match up pretty well with us probably because they got the the wing depth, like kind of like we do. So those matchups are going to be very interesting, but I would give us the edge on those slightly, assuming we're healthy, of course. But, you know, the, the Bulls are going to be a team to watch out for. All right, so got a little bit of a fun topic here. I would be remiss if I don't talk about this man and what he has kind of uh, meant to the Celtics fans. Maybe not so much to the team, but to the fans. Taco Fall, I'm sure you've seen the news. He is now joining the Cleveland Cavaliers, and I got to say I'm happy for the guy. You know, with Cleveland still a rebuilding team, um, I think he'll actually get a little bit of an opportunity to get more minutes there whether now whether it's going to be with the actual Cavs or maybe they'll put him on the G League team but I think he'll he'll get more of an opportunity with a team like that a team that maybe finds themselves in some blowout games or maybe just finds themselves in you know if, if they're out of playoff contention late in the season maybe just seeing what they got with him and he might actually get a chance you know I know he's gotten some a couple here and there minutes with the Celtics but I think he'll actually get a shot and you know I think everybody really wants to see the guy have some kind of success and just just let him get an opportunity and I mean we'll see how, what he does with it it'll be interesting to see the guy uh, I know I'll be tuning in whenever I can you know see a Cavs game if it's, if it's a blowout seeing how he does because you know you got I think all Celtics fans do they want to root for the guy um, I mean it sucks he didn't really work out with the Celtics or anything but he doesn't really fit the timeline and we got a million bigs on the roster now that are going to be ahead of him so with the Cavs obviously they have a lot of bigs out there too but I think he's going to get an opportunity and I'm you know nothing but excited for the guy all right so now we're going to get into a little topic here some of these young players on the roster and this goes for Pritchard Aaron Neesmith Romeo Langford, and I guess you could add in Grant Williams as well. Now, I think this is one of the X factors of this season, honestly, how well these guys can produce for us coming off the bench. Um, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, Neesmith, maybe he makes a sophomore jump or he we've already seen what they are. You know, I would like to assume they still have a lot of potential and can become solid bench, you know, seventh, eighth guys for us. But, you know, I mean, Langford, it's a matter of if the guy's healthy, honestly. When he's been in the game, the flashes I've seen in him seem to be a very good on-ball defender, a, you know, decent shooter, and and pretty pretty solid at attacking the rim and, and creating his own shot. But it, it all depends with that guy if he's healthy, because if he's never healthy, it's hard to improve, because he's never, you know, able to get out there and actually get a lot of experience. I mean, he had some decent, you know, 
stints in the playoffs against the Nets where he would be defending, you know, I mean, it's it's a tough ask for him to be defending. I think he was defending Harden some of the time, maybe even getting switched on to Durant. I mean, that's not easy for anybody in the league. But, you know, I, I saw some flashes of him. And then, of course, you know, Aaron Neesmith, um, you know, you just want that guy, honestly, the way our team's constructed, just be a 3 and D guy. Just be able to step out, hit the open corner three, and, and be able to go on the other end and not be a liability on defense. At least, you know, hold his own on defense. Because I think if he does that, he'll be able to play in this league for a long time. And he'll be able to be a Celtic for a long time. Be a guy, maybe even one day gets in the starting lineup if he can hit a shot consistently like that. And be able to, to defend. He's a guy that has a lot of potential. You know, obviously only one year in the league. And last year, being a rookie, I'm sure it was tough with the way everything was. The, the offseason was weird. You get drafted and like... I don't even know what was it September or, or maybe later actually it might have been like November the draft was that's a tough situation to get thrown into so we'll see how if this full offseason still a shortened offseason but still a f actual normal offseason we'll see how this affects these guys especially Neesmith coming off of his rookie year um I will say he looked pretty pretty solid in the summer league I don't like to overreact on summer league because you know it's it's the summer league you know there's a lot if, if you're good you're not really playing in the summer league you know he's not going up against great defense but you know I think it's one of those things where we'll see when he gets some time with the rest of the roster and against the rest of the league if he can excel and do his you know do what he's there to do and then lastly I guess we'll talk about Grant Williams and, and Pritchard um, Pritchard I'm really I, I you know if he makes any more improvements, that's all just a bonus. He's way better than I expected, and I think anybody expected him to be. Um, with it, with his shot-making ability, his ball handling, and, and honestly his defense too, I think if he can continue on this uh, projection that he's on right now, he will be a great backup point guard for us and maybe you know a starter one day. But I, I would say right now he's perfect for that backup role, um, You know whether it's if Schroeder's on the bench too. you know he, he'll, he'll get minutes any way we can find him. So I'm not really too worried about Pritchard. I, I just if he keeps on his same projection, then you know that's all that's all a bonus. And then we got Grant Williams. You know I know he's not really the favorite for these uh, Celtics fans, um, and and I'll you know be the first one to tell you I was not a fan of him last year either. His rookie season, he, you know he looked like he was going to be pretty good, a pretty good uh, Draymond Green type, like a good defender. He does the little things well. You know I mean people kind of forget he kind of almost won us that game seven against the Raptors uh, back in the bubble with a big, you know, stop and free throws. So, you know, I mean, he can be a guy that can be a rotational guy. It's just, he's so inconsistent. I mean, he'll come in and just totally blow it one time. And then the next time he'll come in and actually be pretty decent and be, you know, a good defender and get some stops and, you know, be able to run on the floor. But I mean, he's just so inconsistent. So if he could get some consistency, I think he'll be able to carve out a role for himself on the team. But right now, with all the additions we've made, and, and you know, you got Juancho Hernan Gomez, you know, hey, Jabari Parker, he might even get the nod over Grant. I think he has to actually work for his role at this point. I don't see him getting a lot of minutes unless we have a lot of injuries at the beginning of the season until he can prove something um, because he really hasn't proved anything last year to put him in the rotation over some of these guys. Now, the last thing I want to talk about today, um, and this is honestly kind of going off of that last discussion on the offseason, um, Jason Tatum. I got to talk about the guy. I really haven't talked about him much um, this episode, 
because you know we we know he's going to be a stud. We don't we don't have any really questions about him. But man, his offseason grind has been something fun to watch. So you know you go obviously tough exit in the playoffs. Basically go straight to playing for Team USA. You know getting in the uh, practices and the, you know the scrimmages and stuff. And you know honestly at first on Team USA he kind of started off kind of shaky. I was watching the games. I was like you know he doesn't really look solid like. It was just one of those things where, you know, he wasn't really getting a lot of chances, a lot of shot opportunities, a lot of minutes. But as it went on, man, he was getting his looks, and it looked like he was honestly the second or third best player on the team. You know, it was Durant and him really doing the heavy lifting. Um, obviously, Drew Holiday was was amazing on defense um, there. But honestly, I think he really separated himself um, in the public eye uh, with Team USA as hey, he's going to be, you know, he's going to be a guy to watch out for this year. And then the way that he's been grinding in the offseason, the muscle mass he's put on, he, he seems to be, you know, really determined to put on the weight and really get his body up. And I think that's going to help him a lot, being able to be more of an inside-outside guy now too. Because if he, you know, he put on that muscle mass, I mean, he can go in there and bang with the bigs. And we all know he can, he can go out and create his own shot and step outside. So I think this is a year where, you know, if the Celtics continue on a good path for the whole season and they can get in like a top three, four seed and he, you know, goes out and averages near 30 points, this could be, you know, a Tatum MVP candidate year. And, you know, the way his offseason is and hopefully he can ride that momentum from, you know, Team USA obviously winning a gold medal. Uh, and then going straight into like some other offseason stuff. Some of the um, offseason workouts with the, the scrimmages I've seen him, you know, and, you know, obviously you don't want to put too much weight in those, but man, I mean, he looks good. I mean, he's on out there on the floor with, you know, Bradley Beal and a bunch of other NBA players, and he separated himself. He looked like, you know, men amongst boys. So I think this is going to be a very exciting year for uh, Celtics fans to see his improvement, and then hopefully we get improvement from Jalen Brown as well coming off the injury. Hopefully he's relatively back early in the season. You know, you don't want to miss him for too long. But I think this is a year where we look at Jason Tatum and after the end of the year, we're saying, you know, is this guy the MVP or at least is he in the conversation? All right, so that's going to wrap it up today. Um, go ahead and, you know, make sure to hit me up on my social media accounts at CelticsHuddle33 on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And like I said earlier, Go ahead, if you got, if anything I just talked about sparked anything in your mind, go ahead, CelticsHuddle33 at gmail.com. Let me know what you think. Let me know if I said something that you totally disagree with or agree with. And let me know if you have anything that's popped in your mind that you want me to talk about and discuss, and I will definitely get to it. All right, well, that's going to be it for today, and I'll see you all next week.